New Vision is a church that places high value on Scripture. The Bible is made up of 66 books, and in this next portion, we're going to be going through a few of those books as a church family. We hope this tool encourages you and equips you to lead your life well. Thank you for joining us today. Hello, and thanks for joining us today as we head into Holy Week talking about the victories of Jesus. My name is Greg Freeman, and I have the privilege of serving as one of the pastors here at New Vision. And today we'll be reading Mark chapter 5, verses 21 through 43, and I'll be reading from the ESV translation. Verse 21, And when Jesus crossed again in the boat to the other side, a great crowd gathered about him, and he was beside the sea. Then came one of the rulers of the synagogue, Jairus by name, and seeing him, he fell at his feet and implored him earnestly, saying, My little daughter is at the point of death. Come and lay your hands on her, so that she may be made well and live. And he went with him. And a great crowd followed him and thronged about him. Verse 25. And there was a woman who had had a discharge of blood for 12 years and who had suffered much under many physicians and spent all she had and was no better, but rather grew worse. She had heard the reports about Jesus and came up behind him in the crowd and touched his garment. For she said, if I touch even his garments, I will be made well. And immediately the flow of blood dried up and she felt in her body that she was healed of her disease. Verse 30, And Jesus, perceiving in himself that power had gone out from him, immediately turned about in the crowd and said, Who touched my garments? And his disciples said to him, You see the crowd pressing around you, and yet you say, Who touched me? And he looked around to see who had done it. But the woman, knowing what had happened to her, came in fear and trembling and fell down before him and told him the whole truth. And he said to her, Daughter, your faith has made you well. Go in peace and be healed of your disease. Verse 35, While he was still speaking, there came from the ruler's house some who said, Your daughter is dead. Why trouble the teacher any further? But overhearing what they said, Jesus said to the ruler of the synagogue, Do not fear, only believe. And he allowed no one one to follow him except Peter and James and John, the brother of James. They came to the house of the ruler of the synagogue, and Jesus saw a commotion, people weeping and wailing loudly. Verse 39, And when he had entered, he said to them, Why are you making a commotion and weeping? The child is not dead, but sleeping. Verse 40, And they laughed at him. But he put them all outside and took the child's father and mother and those who were with him and went in where the child was. Taking her by the hand, he said to her, Talitha kumi, which means little girl, I say to you, arise. And immediately the girl got up and began walking, for she was 12 years of age. And they were immediately overcome with amazement. Verse 43, and he strictly charged them that no one should know this and told them to give her something to eat. I think this is a very interesting narrative as the writer of the book of Mark tells two compelling stories in what we just read. He starts off by talking about Jairus' 12-year-old daughter who is sick. Now, Jairus was a man of consequence in the temple, and though he was influential, he was desperate for his daughter, and he appealed to Jesus to come save her. So we see in verse 24 that Jesus was going with with Jairus, but along the way he gets sidetracked. In the crowd that was following him and pushing in on him, a woman who had a bleeding condition snuck a touch of his garments, confident that she'd be made well. She probably thought in this press of people she could get away with it unnoticed, but Jesus noticed. When he asked who touched him, she came and confessed, even though she was fearful. But notice how the disciples react. Verse 31, they're shocked when he asks who touched him, and they said to him, you see the crowd pressing around you, and yet you say, who touched me? Even the disciples at this point think that Jesus, the circumstances are just too challenging for Jesus. 
So after he sends the woman on her way, telling her to be blessed, he's back to, to helping Jairus. And as they get to the house, they're told the girl's already died. And Jesus tells them she's only sleeping, but they laugh at him. Notice how the crowd reacts. They laugh at the absurdity of the notion that the girl isn't dead and is only asleep. Well, they laughed until she began walking. So we've got two separate stories in this same narrative, and both are clear demonstrations of God's victory. He's never lost. Now today, there are, I think, three things that we can take away from these verses that are really encouraging about the power and grace of Jesus. First, we see the power of faith. In verses 22 and 23, Jairus falls at the feet of Jesus and implores him to save his little girl. Jairus had faith that all Jesus had to do was lay hands on her and she would be made well. Now notice that Jairus' faith didn't show up after Jesus brought the daughter back to life, but while she was still desperately sick. And what about the woman with a bleeding disorder? When we think about the cultural context, it's likely this disorder caused her to be ceremonially unclean, which would have essentially left her as an outcast. Twelve years she'd been dealing with this, the scripture says. But based on what she'd heard about Jesus, what he had done, she had faith that all she needed to do was touch his garments and she would be healed. That's faith. Twelve years of suffering and simply touching Jesus' clothes, she believed would be enough to heal. Again, she didn't come to this faith after being healed. She had a prior faith, as Jairus did. So the NIV commentary lists some attributes of faith I think are powerful reminders. First, faith opens the door to the power of God. When we maintain our faith in him, we have access to the power of the creator of the universe for his glory and our good. Faith shows persistence in overcoming obstacles. Truth faith doesn't give up or cave in to setbacks. When Jairus heard his daughter was dead, he didn't sit down and mourn. He listened to Jesus when Jesus said, do not fear, only believe in verse 36. He followed Jesus into his own house and saw his daughter come alive and, and walk. Number three, faith is embodied in action. Faith isn't passive. Jairus went to where Jesus was and sought him out. The woman fought the crowds to get close to him. In Mark chapter 2, the friends of the paralyzed man removed the roof and dropped their friend to get him down close to Jesus. That's, that's action. Now, faith can take steps, believing in the power of the king. Finally, faith is impelled by desperation that Jesus is sufficient to meet whatever need one has. Faith acknowledges our limitations and affirms the authority, the power, the sovereignty of God. Another thing I think we can take away from this, this verse this uh, verse is the accessibility of the power of God for those with faith, regardless of their situation or status. Nothing in Scripture is accidental. So I think we can look at the intertwining of these two stories, two stories comprehensively. So consider this for comparison. Jairus was a leader of the temple. He was highly visible. In fact, he's one of the few people who is not an apostle who is named in the book of Mark. The woman, on the other hand, was anonymous. No one knows her name. No one knew her name then. Jairus was wealthy and a person of means. The woman was poor. Not only was she considered unclean, but the scripture says in verse 26 that she suffered much under many physicians and spent all she had, but only got worse. Jairus was a leader in the synagogue. The woman would have been forbidden the synagogue as being unclean. Jairus had 12 years enjoying his daughter. The woman had 12 years of debilitating affliction. I think these two examples clearly demonstrate that the healing power of Jesus is not just limited to the powerful, but neither is it limited to the least of these. It is available to all who have faith in him. And finally, we've been talking about the reality that Jesus doesn't lose, and in this narrative, we see great and compelling examples of that. Upon arriving at Jairus' house and being told the little girl is dead, Jesus isn't daunted. He knows his authority. 
The crowd laughs at him when he tells them she's only sleeping. The disciples thought it was irrational he should ask who touched him out of the whole crowd of people, but Jesus knows his authority. Earlier in chapter five, he cast out demons. As we just read, he healed the woman who'd been afflicted with this disorder. And as miraculous as those uh, actions are, they pale in comparison to his authority over death. It's fitting, I think, that Mark concludes this chapter with the ultimate exhibition of his mighty authority, and that is his ability and authority to overcome death. Now today, uh, there are a lot of people represented in these verses, and I think the question we have to ask ourselves is, who do you identify with? Do you identify with Jairus and the woman whose faith in the power of Christ moved them to action, action that didn't seem rational and is really clearly a step of faith? Are you tempted to laugh when Jesus said she's not dead, she's just sleeping because you've never really understood his authority because you don't know who he is? Are you in the crowd observing what Jesus does, watching but not involved? Are you one of the disciples following Jesus but tempted to impose limits in your mind about what he can and can't do? This is where many people are, I think. We're, we're followers of Christ, but we think, but this is bigger than even what God can do. This scripture clearly demonstrates the power of Jesus to heal, even over death. But it also shows that we have an opportunity to put our faith and trust in Christ, and then his power and authority goes to work on our behalf for our good and for his glory. And so today, if you have never put your faith in a real relationship with Jesus, I suggest that you do that. It's as easy as calling our Next Steps phone at 615-25-STEPS and just talking to the person who answers. I know they would love to talk to you. And that's seven days a week from 7 in the morning to 10 at night. So call whenever uh, you're feeling led. And I just pray that's a call that you'll have the faith, the act of faith to step out and make. Thanks for listening and God bless you. Thank you so much for joining us today. We'll see you tomorrow as we hop back into God's Word.